Hello, and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And this week, I wanted Pepper to give us a little bit of a lesson on how to diaper a monkey. (laughs) Well, there are two ways to diaper a monkey. Um, There is the tail through a hole. Okay. And then there's, which is kind of what it sounds like. You cut a hole, just like a little slit in the, um, the diaper. Oh, the other thing, for a monkey, the back is the front and the front is the back. So the front of the diaper, which would normally be like a pouch? Well, the front of the diaper, like for a, on a human baby, the front of the pampy is actually what you put on the back of the monkey. Okay. So you just reverse them, flip them and reverse them, like Missy Elliott says. So the first version is to cut a hole. Yeah, so you cut a hole, like just a slit, um, and then you have to like hold the tail and then pull it through the hole, and then you kind of just do the... um, the tabs, so instead of, again, like, instead of the tabs coming around the front of the monkey, they come around the back. Um, and then you have to put a very, very secure pampy cover on top um, so the monkey is not able to, like, get out his pamper. The other way is called the wrap, you wrap it around the tail. Okay. What, so it's what like, does that look like? I, I'm not picturing it's it. It's like crisscross applesauce. So you take the one, I don't know, it's a little complicated, but it's like you cross them around and it wraps around the tail, the tay-tay. So where does the tail go? In the, well, where did... Inside? No, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that to a poor little monkey. You can't, you can't keep his little... I guess it would be his, almost like his fifth um, appendage. So you, so, but where does it go though? Where's the wrap around? Around his tail. Okay, so the whole <laughs> diaper wraps around the tail. Well, no, it's not the whole diaper. It's like you take one corner of the diaper, mm-hmm. and the, like the, the back, which is now the front. And then, so that's the left, let's just say left front goes to the right back. And it crisscrosses. Oh, I see. Okay. And then you crisscross applesauce the right or the right front to the back left. So it's kind of a. Um, and it creates a little pouch for the poo. <laughs> <laughs> so your choices are: reverse the diaper, cut a slit, and put the tail through the slit, or yes. reverse the diaper. Crisscross applesauce, yes. make a poo pouch yes. under the tail. And you still have to always put the pampy cover on, no matter how you diaper a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> there are videos. And you looked it up because you were trying to decide, did they use human diapers or were there special monkey diapers? Yes, I was, I was very curious about it. And are there monkey diapers? I couldn't find any monkey diapers. But I did find human... Well, the other thing is, there are some human diapers, um, and these are all disposables. They're not, you know, the kind you can wash. Right, But I'm sure you could... I'm sure that there are some monkey parents that don't use disposable diapers. They use, like, cloth diapers for their monkey. Banana leaves? (laughs) Banana hammocks. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, for the disposable ones, you also have to get certain, if you decide to cut a hole for the tail, you have to buy a certain type of disposable because there's another type that has like little bitty oh, pellets, yeah. like that fake snow. You can right. make the, yeah. um, and that will fall out of the pampy if you cut it. Got you. So, yeah. oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's either cut the slit or a monkey origami. Yes. <laughs> with a poo pouch. Yes. And that, that is and really a interesting. Cover. And a pampy cover over mm-hmm. the top. And just the, the cover probably has a hole for the tail. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. they, the, are the covers specifically for monkeys or are they for babies? I think they're for humans. Um, or they could be for simians. I don't know because there is a hole for the tail, the tay tay. So maybe somebody's making monkey diaper covers. Maybe that seems like a very focused <laughs> focused market. Yeah, a long tail product. Exactly. <laughs> so, and do you want to say why you were looking? To see how to diaper a monkey? Well, it's because of George, of course. Right. Yeah, I was curious because um, he doesn't like pampy covers. We've talked about that video where he flings them across the room. And I was just so curious. Like, those, that, George is incredibly bright. I don't know if all little monkeys are, but George is. And I just wonder if he could maybe be potty trained. Well, and you and I had talked about if we owned a monkey. Yeah. And then I had a dream <laughs> where we got a monkey. Uh-huh. Tell us about your dream. My dream was that someone left us a monkey. Someone died. I don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. We and inherited if, a monkey. We inherited a monkey through no fault of our own. And <laughs> so I had this monkey that I had to take care of. Mm-hmm. And... The monkey was getting depressed because oh. no matter how much attention I paid to the monkey and how much time I spent with the monkey, I couldn't spend enough time. Uh-huh. And so the monkey was getting depressed. Poor little monkey. I know. Yeah. So what else is going on? Um, the other thing this week that I was interested in was um, Google Lens. Is that like Google Glass? <laughs> it's not like Google Glass. It, you know, I guess, I'm obsessed with that Google Glass because well, it, it was so bad. Even when it came out, it was bad. Right. And so dorky and just yeah. dumb. So the, <laughs> I, this, I think the technology of Google Lens was something that they started to incorporate into Google Glass. Okay. But that's not specifically what it is. Uh, Google Lens is when you... Uh, take a picture, you feed it into Google Lens, and Google Lens uses uh, Google's object identification technology to tell you what's in the picture. Okay, and do you feel like this Google Lens has gotten much better? Much better, yeah. because because um, years ago, I had recommended it to you, basically, to when you were trying to identify things. Yeah, for... when I was doing resale. I still do resale, but... yeah. Um, when I was really he- hot and heavy into the reselling. Hot and heavy into yeah. the reselling, then you could feed a picture in. And it was, I would say, right less than 20% of the time. It was so bad, David. Like, I would find um, these mostly mid-century treasures, and I was doing a lot of home stuff. 
and I knew it was great stuff. I just wanted to make sure I was 100% accurate in the descriptions um, because I didn't want any customers that would be, you know, upset. Um, and I would, let's say I would put in a candlestick because I wanted to identify who made it, like, you know, who was the designer of the candlestick. And I would put an image of it in. And then, speaking of monkeys, it would come back and say, looks like, and it'd be a picture of banana. Right. So, <laughs> not the best. It was bad. And um, I, I am... Um, it, it started back up for me, one, because um, Shauna at work had asked me, she'd taken a picture of somebody's boots at a party, mm-hmm. and she was, she His said... His boots were cute. Yeah, and she said, do you know a way to, to research these? And I was like, well, let's try uh, Google Lens. And mm-hmm. so I put it in, and I pressed the button, and the boots were up in like half a second. Like no Amazing. no time at all. And I was like, wow, this really has been improved. So um, I decided, well, I'm going to try a bunch more stuff to mm-hmm. see how improved it is to see if it works. And I got it. To, it works very well for specific things. Okay. Like what? Well, I did one for you because we were watching that Claire well, video. Yes. So um, you know how much I love Claire Saffitz. I just love her. I've always, I always have. I think I always will. Um, from who used to do videos for Bon Appetit and yeah. then just put out a book called Dessert Person. Yeah, so we you got me her cookbook. Her personal style is um, very much up my alley. Right. And she was wearing in her latest video these clogs that were so adorable. And I have another pair of clogs I bought based on her recommendation. Um and I use them, they're by the back door. Right? They're the back door clogs. And you can run them in the dishwasher to wash them, which is amazing. But these other clogs she had on, they were shearling, but on the outside right. of the clog. And so... So flipping cute. You were you were obsessed. Yes. And you were like, how can I find those? Yes. So while you were asking me the question, I loaded the video up on my computer, did a screenshot of the shoe and fed it into Google Lens and had a link to you within 60 seconds. Well, not only did you have a link to me in less than 60 seconds, you found a link of the same shoes and they were like 17% off. Right. <laughs> exactly. So so I was able to find a sale version of the shoe. Yeah. So I was going to say, because um, I've been doing some investigating, because you know I like to figure out how these kinds of things, the, the good, yeah, how, how to works. use them best. Yeah. Um, and so I looked on the Google Lens page to see what they recommend it for. So Shoes? <laughs> yeah. Well, fashion is the first thing. Okay. Because one thing that they say is if you see some piece of fashion, take a picture of it and we'll figure out where it's from. So mm-hmm. obviously they have put effort into making the fashion part of Google Lens yeah. really good. I wonder if they, it's good for vintage fashion. Well, theoretically, but I, I'll tell you my my at the end what I, what okay. I think. The um, other things that it's good for... Um, are identifying specific plants and animals. Okay. They've put effort into that. But that's not as good as the identification in my app that I use called Seek. Oh, yeah, for the plants. Because for, sure. for everything. Because yeah. with that app actually like goes through and tells you 
you know, the genus and the yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, so it really does. And if it it's not sure, it says it's not sure, but it might be these various things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Google Lens is just kind of like, it's a Stellar's J. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really well, give you the well, background. Well, the one that you like, say, it's chunk from your front yard. No, it doesn't <laughs> say that. Um, the, another thing that you can do with it, though, is take pictures of questions from your homework and it will give you answers to them. That's an advertised thing, including math problems, like written story problems in math. You take a picture of it, and if it has blanks, um, it'll either help you figure out how to do it or just give you the answer. Wow, okay. Um, Which I thought was very interesting. Was it show your work, show your work? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it's fascinating to me that that's one of the applications that they're trying to get you to do yeah because eventually that means if it knew enough about you it could just fill in your tax form for example wow you could just take a picture of your tax information and it could do it because it can parse all that information out and apply it into really specific areas huh um it also was really cool if you were somewhere and there was a long sign that you didn't have time to read or something that you wanted to comment on, if you take a picture of it, now you can cut and paste the text from, like if you took a sign at a museum, you could cut and paste the text into a document. So you could just cut it out of the picture, put it in there and edit it or move it around or comment on it and post it somewhere. Okay. So, um, I mean, that's com- a little confusing to me, but so, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, just like if you went, say, you went to the store and um, to Costco and you wanted to search for a Costco item somewhere else, you could literally just press a button and it'll just cut the text from the sign. Oh, okay. I was I was confused when you were talking about going to a museum. Yeah, but if you, that's yeah. where I was thinking about it because I I did it with a museum card picture that I took a while ago. Gotcha. I did it with um, a comic page from a comic book. If you take a picture and then it'll, okay. it'll highlight all it the text. It identifies it. And then cuts it and makes it editable text that you can cut and okay. paste somewhere else, which is a great a great service. Especially for those plagiarists out there. <laughs> yeah, especially for plagiarists. Um, and then I started looking into identifying objects because Steve and I like these really... Who's Steve? Steve Q from work. Okay. We re- like these... Re- I know who he is. I yeah, just thought our I listeners just, might yeah. want to know. <laughs> we like to these very obscure Japanese toys that right. are made in small batches and often we'll just find a picture of one with no other information and it's hard to track back where it's from, especially right. if it's one that you really like. And the prices on them are ridiculous. Yeah, they, you were the, telling me they're like one little miniature toy is like $600. Yeah, they're like I would say new, they're between $200 and $400. Crazy. And then collectively they get more yeah. as they go on. But we obsess over them because... They're not necessarily beautiful or they're just... They're just cool and there's only like 20 in existence. Exactly, exactly. And so he sent me one that I got obsessed with and I did a reverse Google image search, Mm -hmm. which is a different process, and it just gave me the word ugly. (laughs) When I did it. I think I've used that reverse one. That's where the banana came from. Yeah. (laughs) Ugly. Well... It's not wrong. No, it wasn't wrong. So then um, I used that Google Lens and I figured out what it was in very quickly. 
But it led me down a path where I realized they are very much in their object identification program, making the preference to an item that is for sale. Okay. So it's so they can make a little buck off of eventually, the link. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, and, and if it is on the Google Shopping yeah. tab, it, that's obviously the first thing that comes up is that version of it. But it, it even to the point with these obscure toys that we're talking about, there are people that have whole pages devoted to them with all the identification when it was mm-hmm. made and all of that. Sure. And you would think if you were trying to identify an object, you would want to go to the page that has all of that information right. on it, not the pay eBay page where one person has it for sale, yeah. which is what they're sending you to. So it's mostly to drive commerce. Correct. Okay. Which um, was a little bit, I mean, not, it was disappointing, but not a surprise. No, no surprises, but still it's nice to be able to research stuff. It is nice to be able to research stuff. And um, I was able to find the figure that we were talking about and also discover new figures where um, you could get a bag of naked worshipers for whatever monster figure you bought. So they have their arms straight up in the air. Why are they naked? I don't know, but it made me really happy because at first I just found a picture of them worshiping like a some great yeah. beast, you know. Like so do you, like Godzilla kind of monster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just there there are all these really yeah. weird monsters and these are much smaller than the average size of, yeah. of that. And then so I was like, "Oh, I got to figure out what these are." And then I was able to find a picture of them in a plastic bag with header, which okay. I both of the pictures I loved and I yeah. put them up next to one another. I see I am so much more fascinated with the naked worshippers, I think I'd collect them. Right. I don't know if I'd collect the monsters. Well, that's why I was... And I would paint little clothes or make little clothes for them. Well, there, I'll, I'll, I'll have to show you a picture of them. Oh, but yeah. And you'll, would you put one on the yeah, newsletter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put one in the newsletter, too, of naked plastic worshippers. <laughs> but I just thought that was such an interesting idea because, um, you know, at Archie McPhee, we did... Uh, B-movie victims and an yeah. angry mob. Yeah, and the idea those. was you're supposed to put them reacting to something. Sure, I love And them. this was interesting to me because it's something, like if you have a great monster collection, you then now have these figures to put in front of them. <laughs> nude. Nude worshippers. Worshippers. Huh. <laughs> Very fascinating. So that's where Google Lens took me, was down this pathway. And it's I've used it a bunch since then. Um to identify specific rare things. And it has worked, I would say, about 80% of the time. That's so, so cool. It So in my mind, it went from less than 20% of the time. And that 20% that it was good for was if the name of the product was on the front of the box. Yeah. It wasn't right. doing anything amazing to like around 80% of the time being able to identify a shoe from a... A screen capture and a YouTube video of somebody walking, which is pretty amazing. Such cute shoes. I can't wait to get them. <laughs> know, they'll arrive soon. <laughs> That's awesome. The professional model. So that was my my uh, my uh, topic for the week, I guess. Well, I'm revisiting an, uh, a topic that probably people who listen to our podcast are getting a little tired of. <laughs> But I did say I would give an update 
We've had Bucatini, t- Bucatini twice since twice. the last podcast. And delicious. Delicious. Both, both of them. I think uh, we bought two different brands, and I can't remember the names of the brands, but the first one we had was a little bit better than the second one. I, I agree, but not, I can't not a remember. Ton. I, I should have taken a yeah. picture on my with my Google Lens. Yeah, <laughs> both <laughs> both were both were delicious. So yeah. it wasn't a. It was just the first one was slightly yeah. more to our taste, and it was a little bit bigger. I think a little yeah. bit bigger, yeah. but yeah. But so yeah, so success. Bucatini success. Exactly. We have uh, we have moved forward into a new age, where Bucatini will be widely available for all who desire it. Yay! That's what we need. <laughs> That's what we need. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.